Hi, and welcome to Carbon Podcast, episode 387. I am your host, Chris Truscott-Brown. I don't actually know who's going to be joining me today, so let's find out. Hi, Christopher mm. L. Ron Hubbard, back I again. thought so. I, I have come forth back from beyond the wall of fire with a challenge for you. You must grow a beard. A most magnificent beard. It's not going One to that be. Has... Oh, Christopher, are you saying you can't handle growing a beard? I thought you were a saltwater man. Are I... you not of the sea? No. I signed you up for the Sea Org. You better be a saltwater man. <laughs> I kind of figured this would happen. Uh, Peter's joining me as well. And I yeah. don't think Peter... <laughs> whenever we've done an episode with just the two of us for like... I don't know, the last several months, I don't know why you never get a chance to intro. I don't know why the ghost of Elon Hubbard is living in your headset, uh, but he just rudely interrupts, but only when it's just the two of us. Are you sure it's are you sure it's my headset? Are you sure it's not like the Nuka-Cola pillow you have behind you? Uh, maybe, or Majora's Mask. Oh, it could be Majora's Mask. That might oh, be that makes he's sense. living. Yeah. Oh, shit. You have met a terrible fate, haven't you? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> He's I, here. No, I was I was just realizing we don't have Jacob or Emily. What are we going to do? Theme song. I guess that'll do. So, uh, what Peter was alluding to is we've decided, uh, if you're following our Extra Life page, which if you're not, why not? Uh, here, here's a fun thing. Go to www.cbextralife.live slash donate. If you can see by the progress page and the milestones, our team, killing it. Peter, killing it. Myself, not so much. I kind of focused a bit too much on overall team progress and didn't really focus on my own progress. That being said, I feel good about team progress. And so Peter and I are still going to have the December long, I guess, facial hair contest. We were sort of discussing um, last day of November, go to bed clean shaven. And then for the entire month of December... Do what you want. It's just going to be judged by popular opinion. We're going to take before and after pictures, um, put them on social media. Uh, But by popular opinion, who has the best facial hair? Now, is this going to be a goatee, a full beard, a mustache, uh, just some like Elvis Presley Presley chops? Don't know, but just best facial hair by the end of it. Fair? Yeah. Yeah, uh, like I said, I told you this before we started. I'm probably going to go more or less for a full beard. I'm going to shave the underside because I don't like having hair under between my chin and my neck. Nobody likes a neck beard, Peter. No, I, re- <laughs> I really don't. Especially because I got like a fatter head. Yeah. I had uh, be- I had a customer today talking about uh, she had her infant daughter And just, I didn't know what to say, because, like, this is just a weird conversation, but she was just talking about how her baby 
just has a huge head. And she's like, this is my fourth daughter. And she's wearing like a five-year-old toque because none of my hand-me-down like winter hats fit her. She just got a huge melon. And I was like, okay, but like you're allowed to say that, but I'm not because it's like weird if I start making fun of your baby. But that was a big noggin. (laughs) A baby's got a big head and presumably a big brain because sure, that's how it works. Ah, uh, but yes, just the two of us today. Yep. Uh, we are recording on American Thanksgiving, which is why Emily is most likely busy. And yep. this episode is coming out on Black Friday. So uh, happy annual trample fellow human beings for material goods you probably don't need. Yay. Maybe don't do that. Maybe give the people in retail a break because they're already horribly underpaid yeah and a lot of them are probably dealing with stupid managers who are like you can't take this off everybody has to work we're a family it's like <laughs> oh you're a family hey why don't you babysit my daughter can't do that nope <laughs> yeah uh, family uh i saw the thing you posted uh in our car bomb chat it was basically uh in simpsons in the quickie mart uh the it was like the young trainee in the actual episode, but just somebody labeled CEO and then the robber uh, being labeled, uh, what was it, underpaid employee? No, no, okay. So the guy labeled CEO is actually the James Woods in the James Woods episode where he starts oh, working at the Quick Mart. Yeah, he's like, he's studying for a role. <laughs> yes. And then the guy with the gun is the thief, and it's uh, people who make minimum wage. And then a poo diving in the way of the bullet is any people who make minimum wage for some reason. Or yeah. Sorry, also people. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, why do underpaid people? And I'm, I think both you and I, not to get specific, are comfortable but not great. Like, we're not making minimum wage, but we're not rolling in it by any means. No. We are not CEOs or managers or whatever. Um, Prior to inflation, I probably qualified as, like, lowest of middle class. Yeah, I'm about there as well. Yeah. I don't think I do anymore. Yeah. But, but um... But, um... Go ahead. You can finish your thought. We, well, I mean, both of us, by no means, like, upper class. Why do we just bust our asses for, uh, like, millionaires? Oh, it's a we, capitalist society. Yeah, and... we constantly take the bullet over and over, and you just wonder why once in a while. <laughs> yeah, no, it feels like that uh, meme of the guy looking for a high five from the basketball team, and the basketball team just ignores. <laughs> yep, basically. It's like, why are we that guy if they're, you know, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, in the context of the actual meme, it's like, they don't owe him a high five per se, but it's like when you feel like you're that guy and it's like, wait, I'm busting my, like if you know what? Never mind, I'm losing the metaphor. Yeah. Uh, no, let's move uh, on. Let's... since we're, no, I have one more since we're comparing, uh, workplace subjugation to memes. One I really liked is this was specific to an auto shop, but it was, it was like the infomercial with that quick patch, whatever. Um, but this was the big circular tank with the giant leak. And in the infomercial, it's like, see this big leak? 
boom, like slaps a patch on and it's like, it's fixed now, right? Like that's the product being sold. Yeah, uh, but it's paper, whatever. Yeah, so all of the problems like lower wage, bad customers, like getting screwed on flat rate, like just all the shop problems as this leak and then management, pizza party. It's like, yep, that's oh, there's like deep problems in the system. We're just going to fix it with a pizza party. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, we just want these solutions. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things. But yeah, we but could do a whole speaking, screen about. Yeah. Speaking of easy solutions in the form of distractions, you see what I did there? That wasn't bad. Uh, I got mm. a couple to go over. Uh, both of us have seen Ghostbusters. Yep. And one of us has seen part two of He-Man Revelations because it came out yesterday. Yeah, I've only seen part one because I was watching... Actually, I didn't put it on the list. I was watching the first two episodes of Hawkeye yesterday. Oh, I didn't so I can check that So I can chime in with that later. Yeah, I didn't check that out. But as always, I'll try not to spoil He-Man for you, but I never care about spoilers, so you just talk however you want about Hawkeye. Um, but yeah, Ghostbusters. He-Man, I'll just go over it quickly because okay. we can't go in depth on it. Very very satisfying resolution to what was presented in the first half. And to all the people bitching and moaning about all the things they hated about the first half, this is why everyone was saying, shut the fuck up and wait for the second half. You can't pause the movie halfway through and then say you hated that movie. This was only ever half, and it has been resolved, in my opinion, very, very satisfyingly. I really mm. like this show, and I highly recommend watch the whole thing now that you can. If you didn't watch the first half and you were apprehensive, trust me, whole thing, really, really good. Very good writing. It's not going to be, like, the best story you've seen this year, but very satisfying TV. That's fair. Uh, Like, yeah, I thought the first half was all right. I... In- I enjoyed what they did. I kind of saw where it was going. Yep. In the first episode. So like I was like the only thing that kind of bothered me is I didn't like the second episode. Which like, was that was like well um that's like when it's very focused on like Tila and the angst over everything, right? Yeah. And I don't think they handled that as well as they could have. People I thought were... it was better in later episodes. Yeah, people were really upset that the background one dimensional female character actually got a personality. And her character development the personality kind of sucked. <laughs> her character development and arc is really good, though. And when you want to give yeah. her a personality, no, no, no. It, it... you have to start out with one personality so you can show some character growth. You have no option for growth from the original cartoon Tila because she literally mm-hmm. didn't have a personality. So you have to give her whatever personality and she then had a bit of one. have her grow and change. This is... If you saw, yeah, but f- I mean, you could still do it and make a character likable. I mean, yeah, so if you there's saw some awful the first... people on TV that I still like. I mean, we like Walter White. I and he's terrible, but even straight up villains that aren't. I mean, Walter White is a straight up villain, but he is yeah. still the protagonist of our show or antagonist or what's the middle deuteragonist? I think like where you both sides or whatever deuteragonist. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Gus Fring. He was never supposed to be anything but terrible 
one of the most likable characters on the show, even though mm. likable in that you hate him, but you're supposed to. Well-acted yep. and well-written character. Anyway, um, uh, did, if did you Sarah, saw... I didn't, you don't have the same opinion of it that I did. Did Sarah Michelle Gellar's performance get a bit better in the second half? Because that was the other thing I didn't like. She's Tila? Yeah. Like, I thought... I don't know. Like, Sarah Michelle Gellar, I always thought she was a better actress in terms of, like, physical stuff. Which is why I thought she was a weird choice for a voice actress. I don't... Like, especially for a main role. Because I don't I think, think she had much vocal range compared to physical range. I think the problems I had with Tila in the first half mm-hmm. were less performance and more writing. So I didn't mm-hmm. really have a problem with her performance. Uh, so I can't okay. really speak on improved. But as far as character development and especially as far as predictability, you can kind of see some beats and where they're going. But from the first half into the second you you don't really know where it's going. Like it goes directions you wouldn't expect, and it's All pretty right. cool. But uh, animation was definitely still pretty in the first half, and I, I oh, imagine yeah, that continues in the second ju- half. Just as good in the second half. <laughs> and speaking of going exactly the direction you expect it to go, we both watched Ghostbusters. Yeah, I uh... I really liked it. <laughs> But mm. it was it was very much a Force Awakens type, like, hey, remember this? Like, it was yeah. more nostalgia and reflection than actual interesting story. It wasn't bad. There were a couple elements I didn't like, but overall, I liked it. But it was a yeah. whole lot of uh, just, yeah, remember this was a thing? Yeah. And... I still think it did it better than Force Awakens did in terms of the nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, and I think I will... the reason Force Awakens did so well is because it was like such a nice nostalgia blast, and then yeah, and then you and then you watch the sequels, and it's like, well, you've either got this interesting new storyline that no one wanted to see in a Star Wars movie, or you've got pure nostalgia. I'm like, Ugh. which we've <laughs> done this before, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's still probably the most satisfying did... Ghostbusters sequel. Sorry, go ahead. I don't know where you saw it. I watched it in Orchard Plaza. Mm. Great place and... to see movies. Yeah, except this one, it was mixed bad in that it was way, way too loud. Like, at certain parts where they're, like, they're doing the car ride and where they first fire off the proton pack, it was just, like, kind of, like, ow. Like, it was too, it's too be loud. It's theater because I had the same problem with Dune. Yeah, uh, I don't know what it is. I think that theater isn't IMAX, but is trying to run IMAX. Like, I think that was Mm. meant for an IMAX sound system when it wasn't. But it was... It was jarringly loud. Like, I'm not... Yes, I'm nearing 40, but I'm not the old man being like, everything's too loud! It was like, no, this was, like, immersion-breaking. Like, it was too loud to the point of actual discomfort. I wasn't plugging my ears, but I was very nearly there. And actually, given that, unlike Dune, Ghostbusters is still a kid's movie, there were some children there visibly getting upset because this was, like, hurting their poor little ears. And it's like, that's not really okay. What a weird movie to watch with your kids, though. A sequel to a 1980s and 1980s movie. I got the sense that this was a lot of parents trying to share something that they loved from their childhood with their kids of the same age. 
But Man, I didn't think... know that movie opens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think this Ghostbusters movie works unless you loved the first two or maybe even the first one. Fair. I first still one, like definitely. Because I still like how much the second one. The first one. Oh, the the second one basically didn't exist. I think uh, when they no were no they reference it in the movie. Oh yeah yeah. Um, sorry, I forgot about that. Um, that being said. Given that this was, like, dialed right into my nostalgia, slight spoiler, they don't kick in with the theme song until the end. But mm. when they do, actually got a little bit emotional. It's like, this is fucking cool that I'm I'm getting to see another Ghostbusters movie in the theater and, like, hearing this in theater surround sound and everything and watching the restored ecto-1 just drive around and it's like this is fucking cool like i got into that mm. and the other thing and it still didn't go as action heavy as the freaking uh uh what's his nuts pulp feig reboot did where they like it was that one was like comedy 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 and then they tried to have like badass action sequence at the end i'm like this is, doesn't feel is that Ghostbusters. the um the female ghostbusters one yeah yeah, I never saw that. I I don't really care to. It just I'm not I'm not Dirty I'm Rock getting... humor in a Ghostbusters movie that yeah, you didn't I'm mesh. not really Cuz it's like I'm looking I'm not doing the obvious thing. It's like I don't want to see it cuz it's all like women centric. I'm fine yeah. with a gender bent reboot. That doesn't bother me. This just it didn't the tone everything else on the trailer is like this does nothing for me that i am not the even that audience. one referenced the original because this because the freaking mid-credits scene in that one has them going hey you guys ever heard of zool that's weird yeah but well, i did like the, and that movie is, was so confusing this is technically a spoiler but honestly it's the spoiler that everybody accepted expected rather because literally this movie would crash and burn if you didn't do this when the three remaining plus the cg ghost of the fourth one when the original showed up that was pretty cool and i don't mind spoiling that because literally nobody would have been okay with that not occurring it was like the worst kept secret ever <laughs> yeah well i mean even from the original trailer it was like hey look at this girl doesn't she kind of look like egon and and then and then freaking uh What's his, what, what did his what was his character name again? Um, Paul Rudd's character. What the hell is his um, name again? He's got like he's got like a fun name, but I, I'm blanking on it now. Can't remember something. Isn't it like Marvin or something? No, uh, like something with a G, like Gruber or something. Ray Gruber or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, who are you? I'm like, okay, this is clearly meant to be like Egon's daughter or granddaughter or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. His character, it's interesting, because he was basically playing the Rick Moranis character, like the dork. It's just the concept yeah. of a dork has totally changed from the 80s versus, like, the 20s. Um, is it weird to call it the 20s again? I mean, you obviously know what I'm meaning, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, well, yeah. But Paul Rudd is totally playing, like, an absolute loser, but, like, a lovable loser. And yeah. I like that. Much I, like he did in Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen that because we did try to do, 
Uh, this was like sometime last year, I think. We did try to just take all the classic horror franchises and watch them through mm. to their bitter end. Like by Hellraiser Six, you're uh, it, it's no, <laughs> no, no good. He plays uh, Tommy Doyle, who was then played by Anthony Michael Hall in Halloween Kills. Oh, okay, and it was just like you went from such a likable actor to such a not likable actor. Yeah, it's a shame. But I um. I liked Ghostbusters. Yeah, I it's fine. I yeah, it's fine. That's that's what it is. It I is the best myself. Ghostbusters sequel. Not that that's saying a lot. I still have the nostalgia and the soft spot for two, so I don't think. Uh, I think it's better, better than two. I have no problem saying it's better uh, than it's, two. I don't I mind agree. two. It's better than two. I think I like two better. But that doesn't okay. mean that 2 was better. It just means I like it better. Well, 2 was actually trying to do something different. It just kind of sucked. It's, at least to me. It's like my favorite of the classic Disney cartoons, Aladdin. It's sequel. Mm. It eventually, part 3 was great, but Aladdin yeah, 2, The two Return of Jafar. I still have a soft spot for that, but uh, it's... I Even though the budget was $5. I can't pretend it was a good movie. No. And... Honestly, when I was a kid, like a little kid, and I didn't appreciate the brilliance of Robin Williams, and I didn't understand the difference in animation, I literally saw and heard no difference between one and two. Later, as an adult, when I rewatched that, I'm just like, oh my goodness. It's like, the first one is the real thing, and the second one is Aladdin that you order on Wish. <laughs> yep. When, when, when mom says, is, when, hey mom, can we have the genie? We have the genie at home. The genie at home. It's just, yeah, basically Dan Castellaneta not quite doing his Homer voice. Like but it's in the similar, same ballpark. But legally distinct. But yeah, he's a brilliant voice actor, and he is funny, and he definitely has some improv chops, like, especially when he's doing Homer. Like, all mm. the Simpsons actors, they can basically get in a room and do like an entire episode's worth of content off the top of their heads. They they just can live and be those characters by this point. And so I've mm -hmm. seen him do that, but he is not the improvisational comedian that Robin Williams is. Like or what? No. Sorry. And uh he's, he's no Sinbad. <laughs> nope. That was a joke for Jesse. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that from our Zelda Let's Play series. Uh, I don't, but actually, I've been listening back to uh, older Car Bomb episodes. Uh, which one am I on right now? Um, hang on, let me find it. I'm listening to 179, which is a terrible episode. Uh, Post-Extra Life, we had a bunch of uh, Matt-hosted episodes in his house because my house was still torn apart. Then the first one back in my house, we invited, uh, I don't know if you've met them or know them, but uh, two local comedians, Josh Ashton and Andrew Crone. I think I met him in uh, 2018. Uh, oh yeah, you did You did meet uh, Josh. I don't know if Andrew was there at Extra Life, but um, anyway, um, hilarious, the both of them, but... Every episode that they have been in is just off the rails completely. And so I'm listening to a totally chaotic episode, but we're actually bringing up um, both Sinbad the Comedian uh, 
as his fake movie that never existed, uh, what was his genie movie, Shazam? Versus the actual one that existed, Kazam. No, no, he didn't have a genie movie. Shaquille O'Neal had the genie movie, Kazam. That's what I'm saying. Shazam didn't exist. Yes, that's what we're... No, it never did, other than just as a meme. Um, No, 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 well, Shazam now exists, but he's not a genie. It's, um, yes. Guy turns into, yeah. Captain Marvel that isn't allowed to be Captain Marvel anymore, so he's now Shazam. Even though he can never introduce himself, because it will transform him back to a child. Doesn't make God, sense. God, I hate that. Yep. Copyright. Which, tangent, the actual current Captain Marvel, uh, the Marvel Comics character, I really want, when they introduce the X-Men into the MCU, finally. When? I'm sure, because even if it's several years from now, they're going to find a bottom of a barrel eventually and have to dig out Fantastic Four and X-Men again. Um, I actually want to go with the arc that had Rogue steal so much of Captain Marvel's power that she basically permanently had it and left Captain Marvel powerless. That would be mm. a cool, like, dramatic exit of the Captain Marvel character and bringing in, like, establish the way they did in the comics. Rogue is a villain at first, and absorbing enough of Captain Marvel actually gave her permanent powers, but also made her less evil and turned her into the heroic X-Men. I would love if they had the balls to do that that arc. What? You don't want them to make her start turning good because she sucked the good out of Rom Space Knight? Out of what? Oh, yeah, no, this is... Okay, are you familiar with Rom Space Knight? Or Rom the not. Space Knight? Okay, so Rom the Space Knight... This is a fun tangent, because this is kind of amazing. So, Ron the Space Knight was a um, Hasbro action figure. Okay. It was basically an electronic robot action figure. Uh, I think it was I think it was Hasbro. It might have been Milton Bradley. I think I said Hasbro, but I think it's Milton Bradley. Okay. Whatever. Not entirely relevant. Uh, but it was, like, you know, one of the first electronic action figures of its time. They're like, yeah. we need to market this to the youths. And somebody who was really good at doing that in the 80s, I believe this was, Hasbro. was uh, Marvel Comics. Oh, it was Hasbro. But okay. it was originally Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers. Okay, I said Milton Bradley, yeah. You know, one of those companies. Easily, easily mix-upable. Go on. Yeah. I, so, what I, they go to Marvel Comics, they're like, hey, can you make a comic about this and kind of create a lore? Because Marvel did this a lot, because they did it for, most famously for um, G.I. Joe and Transformers, right? Yes. Also, Just, not, like, they... not Marvel, but the reason that the Digimon franchise exists is because mm. of a keychain. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, like, this has happened, right? Because, I mean, it's they just kind of come up with these ideas. Next thing you know, freaking the whole, whole thing is... Like, yeah. popular stuff is spawned out of really interesting like, and cynical ways. In this case, yeah. uh, Rom Space Knight uh, got his own comic in Marvel. And he got integrated into the Marvel Universe despite being a licensed tie-in. Like... Parts of his lore are still in there to this day, and there's probably three or four major contributions he made. Uh, One of the ones is when he encounters the X-Men, Rogue tries to drain him, and, like, she experiences his righteousness, his goodness, whatever. And so that arguably helped turn her to good. Huh. (laughs) And that's canon? I might be... It's... the, The encounter is canon... 
if that is actually what turned her good, I think is debatable. So but it's it canon is adjacent. Absolute... Yeah, like it. It was right when she was still a villain when she did it, mm-hmm. and it did leave her kind of shaken in a oh, I don't know if I like what I'm doing type of way. Yeah, I wouldn't say that was necessarily the cattle like the. I... I think big inciting. her absorbing uh, Danvers probably is the more widely accepted. I'd have uh, to, I'd have to, I'd have to double check the timeline on that. But, but yeah, that's why uh, in later comics, which was actually my first introduction to Rogue, I had to look back to this other one. But my first uh, comic book, uh, like in modern traditional comic book sense, like versus comic strips like Garfield or Archie comics, uh. I found, I, I was, like, at my uncle's house, couldn't sleep, and I was like, maybe I'll just try to read something, check the shelf. I found the collected uh, Dark Phoenix arc of the X-Men, and so I was like, oh, oh, sure, comic books, this looks fun, like superhero characters, I'll, uh, I'll give this a shot and see how I like it. And middle of the night, I finished it and then went to bed at like three in the morning because I just, I read through the entire thing and I was like, holy shit, this is good. So I started looking into X-Men, found other Marvel characters, uh, got into DC later, I don't remember why, but in this arc, my first introduction to Rogue is like, okay, so she has... Uh, the power to steal people's powers, but mostly she can fly and she's super strong. Like, I thought that was her main thing. But the only reason she can fly and is super strong is because of yes. draining all of Captain Marvel's powers. And I want them to get into that. I think that would be an amazing arc. And people that are unfamiliar would be like, wait, you did what? And it would blow people's minds. <laughs> yeah. Uh... But, sorry, going back to... I did want to bring up a couple more things that are kind of hilarious about Rom. Yeah. Uh, well, not, maybe not hilarious. But the, he also has a key part of the Skrull lore. Now, they okay. don't come up as much because it's kind of a weird thing. But Rom's arch enemies are the Dire Wraiths, who are okay. shape-shifting enemies. Yeah. Who could blend in on Earth. Like, that was the, one of the whole thing. This weird robot man shows up on Earth and is randomly vaporizing people because they're secretly aliens. But, like, there is a conspiracy thriller. Yeah, but nobody's like, hey, what's with the robot killing people? No, no, they're like, what's up with the... Like, th- that's the thing. Everyone's like, yeah. I don't trust this guy. What's up with this guy? <laughs> like, because he's but an alien, also, so he's like, I don't know that. this guy. It's like, holy shit, there's a robot person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, but the, the dire race are basically scrolls who use magic instead of technology. That's kind of the idea. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Or at least that, I believe that's, that's how it goes. That's a reverse canon. They, yeah. retroactive rather, I mean. Well, yeah, because that was a, because like they're the arch enemies of the Space Knights. And then a later comic, he meets the scrolls and they explain their connection to the dire race. Right. Uh, he also retcon. tricked that's Galactus at for. one point. Why did I forget the word retcon? Yeah. But yeah, he also tricks Galactus in one comic. So of course, <laughs> he's one of he's one That's... of the few comic characters who can who has a win over Galactus. <laughs> <laughs> like Galactus shifts planets out of spite for Rom tricking him, <laughs> which is pretty great. And uh, the last bit of canon is at one point, um, 
he ends up aligning himself with Shield and Ronald Reagan to fight the Dire Rays on an on an international level, which uh, includes a part where they try to kill Ronald Reagan, but it's like a fake out. So like they shoot Ronald Reagan, and it's like he's just reveals manly abs. He's like that wasn't gonna hurt me, and then I forget who it turns out to be, but it's not actually Reagan. <laughs> so you're not saying he is just ripped as fuck. Oh yeah, and they did kill minor character the torpedo. Okay. Who you probably have never heard of. Nope. Yeah, that's fine. He's like he's like the paladin. He's 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 below even Batroc the Leaper. <laughs> who is only really popular because he's such a hilarious meme. I And um, actually a really good character. Speaking of He Man, and this is very minor, uh spoiler <laughs> again, in the second half, uh we get to meet Fisto. Who is voiced by Ralph Garman, who is friends with Kevin Smith, the guy running it. Uh, and this doesn't... This is a throwaway spoiler that doesn't matter. But keep an eye out, or an ear out, for a shot where somebody threatening shows up. And Phil Fisto says, What? Well, love to fist him! <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, that happened. Oh yeah, no, it sounds like Daniel Bryan does stuff like all the that all the and all the time in wrestling. Where he'll be like, "Fist me, bro." <laughs> I anyway. saw, by the way, um, you posted a picture. Uh, I too would love to see Mario RPG remade. So, can we yes. get some traction on that? Yeah, for context, there are actually this is a bit of a segue, but uh, that I wasn't planning to talk about. But a running gag lately at pro wrestling shows has been people holding up signs. Cause they, you know, the other shows it's like, let's go John Cena or go CM Punk or whatever. In this case, it's a like, lot of people have been going go with signs. Go. Win the thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's some really good ones. Like one guy had in response to the wrestler Miro, uh, being supposedly God's favorite champion. One that has like, dear God, please make sure Miro, your champion Miro doesn't entirely annihilate this guy. Cause we like him. <laughs> yeah, like there's stuff like that, but um, they've been doing a lot of signs referencing '90s RPGs mostly. Yeah, and so there'll be stuff like Final Fantasy VIII, better than Final Fantasy VII, or remake, uh, let's say, uh, uh, Earthbound, or and of course release Earthbound three or whatever. Uh, and and then one of the ones in particular we saw was remake Super Mario RPG, which I love that game. I would yeah. love to see a remake. Honestly, the biggest flaw in it is kind of janky controls and mm. some uh, specific sections that sort of require control because it's, it's like a weird uh, like three-quarter view, like an RPG, but with some action elements because it's still a Mario game. And so mm. sometimes the controls versus the camera angles are a bit janky. Other mm. than that, very nearly perfect game, and I love it. But, That's fair. Uh, yeah. Back to talking about comic books. Yes. <laughs> Hawkeye. Uh, we've only gotten two episodes yet uh, so far. There's six. Uh, it's I really like this because it's so good at cap like the stuff that happens pretty straightforward, but. I think the thing that I find most refreshing is how Hawkeye is written in the show and how Jeremy Renner plays him because and this isn't he, cast, right? This is Marvel mm -mm. present. 
Yeah, this is about as present as you can get. Okay. Like, they do do a uh, flat... Because, like, it very much focuses on... Um, first of all, what happened during the original Avengers movie, so the Battle of New York in 2012. Yes. Because that comes Does up a couple times. cover uh, WandaVision or Loki? Or uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I haven't watched. No, none of those yet. But it's, it's, it's pretty, in it's the pretty same standalone. timeline as all of those? Presumably. Yeah. Uh, like, what happens, like, it, it's Christmas some point after Endgame. Yeah. And it specifically brings up what Hawkeye did during the five years where his family was gone. Became where Ronin. he was Ronan and he was yeah. murdering people. Yep, that's as you do. Big part of it. Yeah, and it also brings up the Battle of New York because, I mean, this isn't much of a spoiler because it's like the first scene, and then like even if I casually spoil it, you're still gonna probably enjoy the hell out of it because it's a great scene. Mm-hmm. It, it gives us uh, the origin for Haley Steinfeld's character because one of the big things is he meets someone who looks up to him wants to be him, you know, it's essentially all, it's presumably going to be a pass into the torch moment. I haven't finished yeah. the series. But that seems well, to be very much the way they were saying at the start is this show is going yeah. to be about that. So, I don't Yeah, think so I don't think there's too much of a spoiler there. So the so the first scene is why she likes Hawkeye so much and it's set during the Avengers battle in New York where like, you know, they're just chilling in New York and all of a sudden aliens are attacking and who yeah. ends up saving the day? Hawkeye. Yep. So it's like, okay, that's a solid, you know, callback. Because I always like when they call back to previous incidents. Like, I, I like that in Civil War where they addressed, yeah, there has been collateral damage and maybe we should do something about it. Yes. You know, I did like well, in uh, Age of Ultron, Accords, it's like, Ultron. yeah, it's a, uh, it's like a big dramatic scene. But this is the thing I, like, I have to ask and wonder in all these big superhero movies. It's like... The collateral. It's like, okay, the big cl- climactic scene here. They literally lifted a fucking island out of a landmass, and it's yep. like, that's not nothing. That nope. is, we're talk, we're still dealing with the aftermath we talked about last week. Uh, all the flooding that's going on in BC. We're yeah. dealing with a very, very minor thing relative to that could you imagine if instead of uh flooding the entire lower mainland was just lifted hundreds of feet into the air through basically magic because <laughs> it's like we think there's a catastrophe now that wouldn't go well <laughs> no no That's... and like i appreciate that uh that was the thing and i appreciate in Cat- falcon and winter soldier they mentioned there's a memorial and everything Okay, I haven't watched Falcon and Winter Soldier yet. I will eventually. Oh yeah. No, no, I I, I like it. I just there's some stuff they do I really didn't like as well. Cuz I that, like that one felt probably the most unfocused of the four so far. Like the others like Loki felt fairly focused. Had some other issues with it, but I think I enjoyed it. And then WandaVision was very focused and I like that and I'm liking Hawkeye's focus right now because it's pretty straightforward. I've heard there's going to be potentially a deviation like the third or fourth episode. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Because like I said, only two are out right now. How canon do you think What If is? Because the whole not thing overly. was not it's canon what if. at all. Until they get to the end and you realize, yeah. oh, it is in fact all connected. Yeah. I mean, other than they are openly going forward with the multiverse like between what if and loki um 
and the upcoming Doctor Strange movie, and even yep. the upcoming Spider-Man movie, uh, very much they're exploring the multiverse as their next arc now that Thanos is done. Um, yep. So I think that might come up a little bit. Specifically, uh, spoilers for What If, they did find a way at the end for a version of Black Widow to find a version of the Avengers, and they're just like, you're not our Black Widow, but we think you're close enough and you might fit in. And it's like, okay, is this their way of putting her back into the MCU? Or is that just <laughs> like a little throwaway? Because I don't know which version of the Avengers she finds because I also don't think that version of the Avengers is our Avengers either. It's no, a it's different not. one. So I don't know if they're going to try to shoehorn it in. I hope they don't. Like, nothing against the character. Mm. But comic books do this all the time. A sacrifice only really means something if you mean it. Mm -hmm. And if they shoehorn her back in, it's like that takes away how impactful that scene is. Speaking of impactful, mm -hmm. uh, you know how in the trailers they played up the fact that there was going to be a Rogers the Musical don't recall okay so the whole thing is like he's in new york so they go to broadway and there's a new broadway musical like rogers the musical which is essentially supposedly focusing on captain america in particular uh where was this in hawkeye oh well i didn't see hawkeye i didn't I see the well, trailer did you see I the trailer though? no i didn't oh. see anything okay okay sorry this was one of the well, most popular you just, things you just did about. a dramatic punch in because you moved your camera yeah. It was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just need to get more comfortable. All right. Uh, so, so what happens is, yeah, the, he goes to, Hawkeye takes his kids to go see a musical about more or less the Avengers. Like, it's it's called Rogers, so it clearly was focusing on Captain America. And it's simultaneously a really funny scene because it's Avengers the musical mm -hmm. in-universe. So he's he's at one point like critiquing the play for being like, hey, hang on, hang on, that didn't happen. But yeah, yeah, no, he does, he flat out says that, and but he's also clearly dealing with PTSD. Yeah, and I think they handle that really well because like Jeremy Renner always sells it because it, it specifically, you know, it's the musical, it's entertaining, and I th believe it goes they linger on on the actress playing Black Widow. Yeah. And he's they linger on her, and that's when we see that still Hawkeye's not okay in the audience about that. No, <laughs> and and they, you wouldn't yeah. be like the uh, spoilers for Endgame. Being in a desperate fight to end your life first to save the other, and then losing that fight, and still feeling like you could have saved her if you were just a little bit better at killing yourself, which is, like, such a weird thing to say, but it's, like, that's not it's... just watching your friend die. That's huge. Like, I don't think you ever recover from that. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah. But, like, the scene, like, so he's got the PTSD from that. Yes. And then, like, they also established he's now using a hearing aid for, you know, oh. somewhere along the line his hearing got damaged. Well, yeah. How many explosions has he been witness to? I know. Like, it's like, 
do I need to know which explosion? No, not really. And the series is kind of amazing because I will I will mention who the initial antagonists are. There's there's probably more antagonists coming or something like that because yeah. I don't think these are the be all end all. I've got a pretty good idea of who it is actually, but I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. The tracksuit mafia are in this. Okay. I, I don't know if you're familiar with them. Ah, uh, vaguely. Yeah, they're they're exactly what they sound like for those who are listening. They are comic comedic stereotype mafia, who in this case constantly say "bro." <laughs> well, you got it. And bro. they do that in the show, like they did that in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, they're still threatening because they're like mobsters, but it's like they're not clearly the most serious of threats. Yeah. Like, you know, so the interaction, like, they're still dangerous, but at the same time, it's kind of hilarious every time you interact, they deal with them. Yeah. So, that's good. But, like, the thing I really like about Hawkeye, because I do want to nail this, and this may sell some people in watching it, is Hawkeye, if he were, like, Wolverine or something like that, he would be very much like, meh, get away from me, meh. Hawkeye is, like, clearly channeling dad energy. Yeah. Even when he probably doesn't need to. He's he's just he's being patient. He's being mm-hmm. understanding. He's being respectful, even if he clearly doesn't like. There's a scene in episode two which is like kind of cringe, but I like how he handles it, and it sells me on the scene. People will know what I'm talking about when they watch it. Yeah. It it very much gives me big dad energy, and I really like that take where he's like he's he's very humble. He's very patient. He's very understanding. He's good with people. But of course, he's he's just like, why do I have to deal with this nonsense? <laughs> yeah. But he deals with the nonsense like a mature human being. Yeah. He's clearly not happy he's doing it. Well, he's always <laughs> been kind of cl- just a guy with a job to do. He never really yeah. wanted to be on the front lines. He was just like, well, who else is going to do it? Like, I can, yeah. so I should. And I like that attitude. But he wasn't reveling in it the way some of the others were. He was always the reluctant up until his Ronin persona, which he was very driven, but not focused at all. But, uh, speaking of another new release, I didn't put it on the topic list. Uh, I watched because they all launched at once. The first three episodes of wheel of time. Mm -hmm. Not bad. I'm waiting. I want to watch more than a week at a time, so I'm letting a bit of a binge build up uh, to watch more. There's some people, because I sort of, I guess, like that book series in that I have really enjoyed the book series every time I've started it. And I've never disliked around mid-book six or seven or wherever. I don't know when I stop, it's just that there's always a lot and something else comes up. So I have read half of that series, like about four times at different points in my life. And it wasn't that I disliked where it was going, at least not consciously. It's just that something else has always come up and I've never actually finished it. But that being said, I have read the first, the first two or three for sure, like, probably about five times. Mm-hmm. A lot of these characters aren't what I pictured, and 
the reason for that is actually something I applaud. They they have a lot of different ethnicities and a lot of the characters are mm. a mixed race and I'm like good good like good on you throw some diversity it's just like unfortunately uh due to when these books were written and honestly the media i grew up with i sort of generic white-breaded everybody and yeah, then, that happens and and then seeing this diversity in the cast i was like huh, that's not what I pictured, but I like this version better. I actually think this is a huge improvement. And so I'm eager to see where it goes. As much as I don't want to uh, whitewash everything, the character of Len is being portrayed as of Asian descent. I don't know which... uh, yeah, that that one I'm there. having a hard time connecting, and it's not like oh they shouldn't. It's obviously not a they shouldn't put uh, different ethnicities into it, but like that's one of the characters I kind of have a very specific, um, like sort of a Liam Neeson or also a Ser Jorah from Game of Thrones, like that type of like just a a weathered suntanned like bends through some shit and this character of Lan it's not really that he's asian i don't think he looks weathered? like yeah weathered or like he's lived his life on an adventure like mm. he should have got ken Watanabe. yeah that could have worked at like Everyone else, it's like, oh, I need to get used to this. But again, that's my perception that is in the wrong. I actually like the portrayal of the characters. Uh, the lead character, uh, Rand, nailed it. I, I don't remember the actor's name, but maybe he could have been a little more buff, a little more tall, but negligible. But like, just the baby-faced ginger kid is like... <laughs> I think of everyone in the show, he is flawlessly cast. Uh, if you watch it, actually, uh, the actor that plays uh, Rand's dad is actually very much how I pictured Len, except Len should be more tough and more quietly capable. But still, that type of weathered older guy... But yeah, that's the only one that's weird to me is the character of Lan, but his portrayal isn't wrong. Just, I don't Ooh. think he's old enough or road-weary enough. Uh, the character enough. of Tom Marilyn, the bard, which is only just kind of introduced. Uh, you're not familiar with the series at all, are you? No, no, I, I am. I'm just saying, like, we're getting close to time, and there's something we should probably talk about. Yes. Uh, I wasn't expecting this say, to be as long a tangent, so I'm trying to be, um, like, visually, Tom, like... No, I thought you were, like, waving me on like you don't get any of it. <laughs> um, no, no, I've read... Like, I haven't read it in a while, so yeah. these names are ringing bells. Well, the... But, like, if you ask, you put a gun to my head and say, hey, what happens when? I'm like, uh, I know there's a heron marked no. sword. Uh, That's yeah, not my issue with any of some part, um... The character of Tom Marilyn, who's kind of your everyman bard, who's also a thief and pickpocket and a sword fighter and, like, that type of bard, 
I yeah. think this is going to quickly become one of my favorite characters. He shows up near the end of the three episodes I've seen so far. Mm -hmm. I'm really liking him. But anyway, yes, you are right. There is one more thing we definitely need to talk about. Uh, well, two. Well, <laughs> oh, yes, uh, two. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the, the other both... thing I put on the list we could save for next for another uh, time because that's still going to be relevant. Uh, that's a longer explanation anyway. Well, we don't really have time for that. The top but... one is Emily's, so there's two more, and they're both and yours. And the second one we can save for another time. The last one we have to talk about. Okay. By all means. And and the other one didn't make it on the list, but you know which one I want to talk about too. Yes. I think it's a very important PSA, but we'll talk about this one. So... In addition to all the other insanity that happened last week, which is still going on, by the way, Highway 1 is apparently finally open between Abbotsford and Chilliwack. So that and part of the highway is no longer... Highway 3 is open for essential travel, basically yeah. shipping, because you can't have no shipping between Vancouver, the closest seaport, and the rest of Canada. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't work. Yeah, which is... So. No, it's a real problem. And, and it's the like Coca-Cola real is frustrating. just not going to be open for several months because it's gone in large sections. Yeah, the Coca-Cola Coca and that one highway, uh, Highway 8, I think, Yeah, west of Merritt, but those are both toast. One is open in places, and three is the only open route from all the way A to B, but mm -hmm. essential travel and slow and careful because it goes single lane in several places. Yeah, and that... And that area stretch around Karameas really sucks yes um but in addition so, to that did you guys talk about this on the episode last week i haven't actually listened to last week i think we may have mentioned no i don't think we did at all actually uh peter was supposed to be here last week yeah i i was really looking forward to it honestly and then as it turns out as we'll get to there's probably a good thing i didn't for a couple of reasons <laughs> yes uh, uh, but one of them was, so Tuesday was when, like, the weather got really bad here, and then Wednesday, around... Like, by really bad, to clarify, this was, like, flooding was going on, but also there was a huge windstorm on that yeah. day. 80 kilometer, no, like, it was higher than 80, it was 90 kilometer. Definitely related, but kind of unrelated, in that these were, be these were two separate emergencies happening, even though they're obviously related. Mm. Uh it was still, like, two separate incidences that we were dealing with. But, yeah, huge amounts of wind. And... So, turns out the Shredder was trying to kill the turtles. <laughs> and it turns out they're in Kelowna for some reason. Weird. Because... That's a long way from Manhattan. Around 4 o'clock, I got one of the weirdest uh, news sorry, alerts. a.m.? Or p.m.? This is p.m. Okay. And I got off at work at 5, so uh, I had to kind of pivot in a hurry. Uh... <laughs> I got a news alert that a manhole cover right near my apartment exploded. Now, I don't want to say the street names, but to put you in perspective, there, I, I, to access my apartment, you have to go through an alley in between two major streets. Yeah. It was right by the entrance to one of, on one of the streets, to, to the alley. So basically, yep. if you're on the highway, at some vague point we're not mentioning... And you turn either left or right, which we're not specifying, and you drive along this alley for a little bit, you will pass Peter Street and then come out on another major road. So this is an intersection and a fairly popular one for, like, U-turns and stuff. Oh, yeah, because you, well, you turn off almost immediately, and there's the alley. 
Yes. And that, if you turn off, you would immediately hit the manhole cover that exploded. Now, and this is highway side or uh, other road side? It was on the other road, but it was still not too far from the highway. No, because it's like a very narrow, yeah. And it caused blackouts in a major part of Kelowna, a pretty wide area. So, But again, I don't want to mention exactly where. But as a result, like, you know, the highway was backed up like crazy and my apartment would, had no power. Like, because, like, some electrical thing underground exploded and that caused the manhole cover to burst off, apparently. Which, like, and, I, nobody has any footage, so I, I don't know how it burst I off. Know All I know how, is it was clean off. I don't know how this happened, that nobody has footage. Like, something like this, almost always someone nobody was, was, like... Nobody was training their camera on a manhole cover being no, like, but, it explodes. Like, nobody got it, it in explodes. passing. Like, sorry, I want to go on with this minor thing. I've mentioned before... It's not specific. I live in West Kelowna and I work in Penticton. So that stretch of highway between the two, I drive every day. And so one day, like a week or two ago, as I'm driving in one of the little pull-out stops on the other side of the road, there's just straight up a car on fire and not, not like an underhood fire, like a fully engulfed just this car is gone fire nothing couldn't find it on any of the local news sites any local people on facebook any local reddit nothing and like how is a car completely um, immolated and nobody mentioned it like i didn't dream it (laughs) but anyway similar thing with a manhole cover exploding uh I, I can't believe nobody else other than you is talking about this, but I haven't found any information. Even people reporting, like, holy shit, this happened, like, even in text, haven't seen it. It's wild. Like, if this turned but... out that this never happened and this was a fever dream of yours, I don't believe that to be the case. But if, like, if evidence towards that came up, I wouldn't disbelieve it because I've literally not heard about it from anyone but you. And that's weird because that's a pretty significant thing. Those aren't oh, no, supposed it was on to Reddit. explode. Oh, I didn't see it on Reddit. Yeah, it was on Reddit. It was on uh, a couple of local news websites because yeah. it, it was related to the blackout. So, yeah, I got that news at four and the problem is like, I got to go home, but I can't get into my apartment because the gate's electrical, so I can't park my car. I can't even access the alley to get in there because the emergency vehicles have blocked it off. And so I kind of had to pivot not, and just crash at my workplace for the yeah, night. Yeah, not to be specific and name it, because there's lots of hotels in Kelowna. But Peter works at a hotel, so <laughs> I mean, if you gotta spend the night at work, you've got the best workplace to do so. Yep. Did they charge uh... you for the room, or just let you use a spare one? Uh, no, they let me use a spare room. Okay, that's good. Like, charging you yeah. for a room would be so shitty. <laughs> Especially well, I mean, they if they charge you, I, like, but they give me the full retail. Rate. No, even if, the, if they give you full retail, that would be, yeah. like... That no, no, would they be were grounds, not doing that. No, that would be grounds for, uh, very, uh, angry meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so I did that, and that's why I wasn't on the podcast, because I didn't even have my laptop with me, right? I had no way of, like, being... I could have maybe 
been on my tablet because I had my tablet with me. But even then, it's just like a crappy webcam, it, crappy built-in speaker. It it would have been doable, but like we had enough. Like honestly, yeah. Because it's just been you and I tonight, and this is on a Thursday instead of a Wednesday. If you were in that same situation, I would have said yes to it anyway because. Unlike you and Jesse are the only two that have done this. I can't host an episode by myself. We would have gotten another rerun. Uh, so I would have gotten you to do a uh, a shitty tablet episode. But either way. And but yeah, no, that was my that was my week last week. And then as if my week wasn't weird enough. Monday. <laughs> no. So. <laughs> okay. So. So Back a story. little, I, I know, explain this. I know what you're going to. So I just want to say 2021, almost 2022. How old are you? 34. What is the last thing you would expect to happen in your life right I now? I didn't think that's what this was. Okay. Like, okay. So it's going to be a little TMI. But it's kind of important that you know this because it could help you with a medical problem later. This is a PSA. So understanding, this is a PSA. So back in 2019, I had some testicular trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think I got hit by a rough wave when I was in the ocean. That'll do it. Yeah, and it like caused an in like a swelling inflammation that led to a bacterial infection or like it was caused by a bacterial infection as a, cause like trauma can cause things to go wrong. Uh, just, and then you get a bacteria, just so you know, also not getting too specific and different cause. I have been through this. We obviously yeah, haven't discussed no, this, but I have been through the same thing. So I'm right there with you. Yeah. Like anyone, anyone of an age can have this happen. Yeah. And then you, then you need an antibiotic. So I started experiencing a very familiar pain um, this was probably, let me look at the timeline here. I probably started noting the scene, this around the 12th or 13th. So about a week after extra life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I must've nutted myself or maybe as a result of not sleeping enough during extra life, my, you know, my immunosystem was All a little compromised. All of our immune systems have been fucked. It happens. Yeah, so I thought, and I talked to a doctor, and I described my symptoms, and he was like, yeah, it sounds like that's what it is, although it could also be this. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not that, because I got vaccinated against that. I'll, I'll say what it is momentarily, right? He's it's like, all right, one but, of the you know. acronyms. <laughs> yep. Or he's like, all right, but be in touch if it turns out to not be effective. I'm like, okay. So I'm taking it, and then Monday, because I got the prescription on the 18th or so. Mm-hmm. Cause, and Monday, I'm at work. I'm like, I'm really tired despite having like seven hours of sleep. What the hell? Like, I was way more tired than usual. I'm like, maybe I just need more coffee. Then I start to get a brutal headache. Like, everything is just kind of going wrong. Like, I, I should describe the symptoms. Groin was hurting again. Mm-hmm. In an inconsistent area, that was one of the telltale signs it wasn't a bacterial infection, because those tend to stay. Mm-hmm. Well, infection. Like, this was a wandering... in a certain yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, like, if it's infected a certain tubular area of the body, that can yeah, fair uh, be an issue. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be. I, I'm not just being that to be tactful. I mean, it can because you do have multiple tubes in your groin area. Mm-hmm. It could be the sperm tube. It could be the urine tube. It could be etc. Mm-hmm. Right? There's. I'm sure I'm there's. Glad others, you're like, using the scientific terms. <laughs> yes, tubular areas. Yes. <laughs> I'm not just being cute about this, but I am trying to also avoid no. TMI as much as possible. Yeah. It's it's a hard balance with this. Mm-hmm. So, I had pain there. I had a horrible earache, bad headache. I was just like, I can't stay at work. So I go home and I call the doc, and I'm like, and I managed to get through, which is hard, <laughs> right? Yeah. We're kind because of still in book, a like, state a of pandemic. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, my follow-up, I was hoping to have a follow-up today or tomorrow. It's not until Tuesday, mm, which is a little frustrating. But I'm like, so, Doc, what are the symptoms of mumps? <laughs> because, lo and behold, I had the freaking mumps. Yeah. Something I've been fully vaccinated against since I was three years old. Yeah, because you get your first your first vaccination at, like, what is it? 15 to 18 months. Yeah. And then your booster at three. Do you get another one at five, or what's the other one you get at five? Nope. You get one just before no, you, you go just to get, school. No, you just get those two. Don't you get one but there just before you go to school? There may have been another one in there, but the, typically you just get the two. I, it's not that one, but I think I don't remember, actually. But I think there's one you get just before you start going to school. I think yeah. there's three that you get as a kid, unless you're an anti-vaxxer. But let's not even yep. get into that. Uh, I'm so not in the mood for but, that. But, yeah, what is it? It's, I'm blanking, uh, MMR... Okay, so it's because it's measles, mumps, and the R is like a weird one. It's like isn't it rabies? No. Oh no, because we some... no we started treating other things with rabies vaccine, not ourselves. Yeah, it's it's uh... rubella. Yeah, which is German measles. Yeah, so, so it's basically measles, MMR. different measles, and mumps. Yeah. And... So the mumps are supposed to make your like saliva glands inflame. Mm-hmm. Right. And it leads to the puffy cheeks, which I'm presuming is like, oh, you got a mumpy face or whatever. That didn't really happen for me. And I have two theories as to why. And it's hard to say which one is true because, you know, everybody's different. One, uh, it's because I was vaccinated, so it wasn't as severe. Mm-hmm. Which case, holy shit, because that was a really bad, like, the headache was so bad, it was causing pain to my optic nerve. That's bad. And like, yeah, no, it's not good. Thankfully, ibuprofen is a hell of a drug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, to give you some idea, I got home. Like I said, I slept for maybe seven hours the day before, and I'm not usually a heavy sleeper. I can usually get by on six or seven pretty easily. I slept for over four hours when I got home because mm-hmm. I was that fatigued. I was that out of it. It was just bad. I had like aches all over. Like my, uh, I'd been to the gym that weekend, so like my post gym aches were worse than usual. Yeah. Like, my rotator cuffs, I was having trouble moving them. It was like, ah. My wrist felt like it was sprained, even though it wasn't. It's not good. Like, all that was going on. But the other reason I don't think my cheeks were that inflamed was because, hey, after puberty, it really starts to affect your groin. Yeah. Which is why I had so much testicular pain. Yeah. And that's just and, hey, the wh- rare instance of it affecting a vaccinated adult which can happen uncommon but hey can happen what, living what proof the, and where are the two biggest areas in your body that produce liquid yeah 
both. Your, your saliva glands in your face, which is yep. how the cheeks get puffy, and your balls. But oh, also your bladder. Yeah, well, that generally, but yes, well, that general area, groinal, yes. groinal area, but again. they're very distinctly different. I was just trying to clarify. Yes. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. but anyway, um... I wasn't trying to specifically say the sperm, I was no. just saying, like, yeah. Uh, so for me, you let me know about that. I appreciated the heads up, because he let the group know, because he, everyone. he had it confirmed 16 days out of a 16 to 26 day incubation period after we spent, what is it, 27-plus hours together, after mm. about uh, 12 hours together on setup day, we spent yep. a lot of time together. Uh, yeah. And, and so here's where I stand. I'm kind of on the fence and leaning towards I'm fine, but I'm not 100% I'm fine. So, jaw, nothing, fine. Headache, yeah. pressure, nothing. Nothing in the groin. Definitely lower legs, especially my right leg in the calf area. Really stiff and sore as if I had an intense workout and I didn't. And I didn't do anything strenuous. Mm. But also over the last few days, very, very fatigued. Also, not aware of until you said something. So either this is like, I can't figure out if it's head games or real, but armpit sore for some reason. Now, what do calf area and armpits have in common? Lymphatic system. Yep. So, I mean, I feel safe. I I feel like between the very minor mild symptoms and like, if it was that, why is it affecting one leg, not the other? Um, and also, I, yeah. I'm just old and I don't sleep well, so uh, being tired is whatever. So I have... Pay attention to your ears possibly, and your headache. Yes, I have been very much, and I've had nothing. So I am feeling more or less confident, but there's enough things that I'm wondering. However, I am in a very careful workplace during a pandemic. We distance, we mask, we screen, we everything. We do all the precautions. I've hopefully not irresponsibly. I have still been going to work. I don't think it's a concern. But I've been kind of sideways wondering if maybe I got it. Because both Jamie and I are feeling really tired. And Jamie has been having the headaches and I haven't. So... Mm. we're keeping an eye out we definitely understand it's a distinct possibility and we're being careful but you know it is get her a lot of fluids get her her, get her the ideal painkiller like i said Mm -hmm. i take ib obviously some people are allergic to it or it doesn't work for them oh we're drinking a Uh, lot of fluids uh mine is beer hers is wine and club soda uh uh, maybe don't use alcohol no i know i'm joking (laughs) Although I am drinking beer right I'm now. I'm trying to actually give good medical advice here, so let's oh, not well, undermine so it. so am I. Whiskey is... No. No, it's terrible. I'm going to give it to pretend. you. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke, no, but it's not a time for joking. Alcohol it's really is not. <laughs> a diuretic. It's terrible when you're sick. 
We can joke about yeah. it. I was going to say whiskey will cure what ails you, but no, don't try to it's cure really legitimate illness with alcohol. Bad idea as a drink of beer. Really bad idea. Yeah, whatever. You can't, you can do it now and again, but you shouldn't use that as your primary source of fluids. No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, no, just keep an eye out. Yeah, I, I really want to know how the hell I got it because, like, even on a timeline, like, I can't have, because I saw my niece and nephew for Thanksgiving, but that was, like, on, like, the 10th of so, October. Peter? Mm-hmm. You got it from a person that carried it. That that That's it. That's all you can do. Yeah. How many people have you interacted with in whatever time period? This is something I learned in the midst of a pandemic because I've never really been too worried or scared before other than the time I thought I had COVID and I got more scared than I thought I would until I got my negative result. But that was a harrowing few days waiting for the result. You could just kill yourself busting your head open trying to figure out or it's just as simple as you got it from a person move on mm. it just it yeah, happens and it, it happened to you gonna happen to the next guy next and then the next guy after that and it's gonna keep happening because humans are fragile and diseases are rampant and other unfortunately yeah. We'll do we should always do the best we can. Just keep I think we have all learned some very good habits that we probably should have had ahead of time. Now hopefully once this pandemic is over, we don't need the masks and the distancing. But maybe maybe hanging on to a bit of the learned distancing might be better for a bit. Maybe be more conscientious and washing your hands a bit more frequently. I talked about on this podcast ages ago, uh, a lot of us were being very unconscientious. It's like, I don't know, I might get back to it, but right now, the act of shaking someone's hand is so like, why the fuck did we ever do that? It's like, hey, I just met a random person. Let's just touch the dirtiest parts of our bodies together. <laughs> like, right? I'm, I'm just doing a thing now where I slap my hands together really lazily. You're basically uh, doing the hand-washing motion in the air while not washing your hands in yeah. front of a camera. Well, well, now I'm just looking like I'm trying to well, now you're be just... accepted into stomp, but I'm too drunk to <laughs> perform in stomp. Fair enough. There's a dated reference. Yeah. I don't think... I don't think Stomp has been around for a while. I they certainly haven't been on my radar. I saw the uh the hands move into the the keyboard warrior uh pose, so you're going to let me know in a second. And uh no, nope, Stomp is still a thing. Huh. Good on them. Uh yeah, they haven't been Aren't they very much able to perform uh, since yeah, the COVID happened, but they're very much they a, are a still live a thing. experience. Uh, so they're probably all getting fat and drinking beer, which is what yeah, I'm but doing. They were performing as late as 2016, so huh. neat. Anything else you want to cover? Uh, well, we could talk about Sinbad some more. Three, two, one. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass, tailpipe tread like grease and chrome. 
Thumb bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. Oh, can I do a post audio thing? Uh, can I stop you? Well, no, you can never stop me, Chris. I'm unstoppable. I told that to the police. I cannot be stopped. Okay, now we're good. Was that literally your thing? No, but I thought it was better than what I thought of. I mean, do what you thought of and let me decide. It's already gone now, too. Because <laughs> the problem is I had an idea. You said something. That was the perfect setup for my I cannot be stopped. And then I'm like, oh, shit. I can't remember what I was actually going to say. Well, anyway, I'm going to support that. Is... Yeah, it doesn't matter because actually all of that was the longest stinger ever. Thanks. Goodbye. All right.